going to see consumers that were never really regularly shopping online, where it's going to become now a regular part of their weekly schedule. Darko, thanks for joining us on the next episode of The New Normal. Been really interested to have you on because you run True Altitude, which is a supply chain tech advisory service. I think obviously in the new normal, uh, the supply chain, logistics, delivery systems are as crucial as ever. First of all, can you tell me what your old normal was and what your new normal is? Our, our old normal uh, was ironically um, expressing expressing a bit of foresight into uh, into the current situation and our our whole practice investment thesis and the clients we've been working with was the auspice that uh, retail and uh, and carriers would have to have a, a level of, uh, of flexibility uh, when it comes to digitizing their supply chains and the investments that we've made in, uh, in businesses like Gopher for Last Mile um, or Clevio with digital locks, uh, clients like uh, Navar and Easy Post uh, have, uh, have all been working with retailers over, over many years now uh, to support them with, uh, with uh, effectively assisting uh, more flexible uh, delivery modes of transport. Uh, the, the new normal now, what we see, that's what we're seeing now. So what we're seeing now is people that weren't online before are now online, and as a result, we've seen uh, certainly across non-discretionary categories, again, not apparel and not cosmetics, uh, a massive shift um, direct into direct-to-consumer and online uh, and digital comment. It's a, effectively a, a three times a shift online. Um, so for any non-discretionary category, so everything outside of apparel, uh, cosmetic as an example. So um, when you talk about uh, nutraceuticals, nootropics, uh, pharma delivery, um, you know, food, obviously, uh, et cetera, you know, we've seen massive spikes across, uh, across e-com channels. And what I think the new normal is uh, in terms of supply chain and delivery is we're going we're gonna to see consumers that we're never, never really regularly shopping online, uh, where it's going to become now a, a, a regular part of their um, of their weekly schedule, and uh, the businesses that are prepared or have prepared their um, their online operations to to be able to support uh, more digital modes of uh, order management and dispatch have actually been very well geared for the current scenario. Um, those that have been laggards um, are probably suffering now with. 70% of their free cash flow being uh, being stuck in stores uh, where uh, where you know they're under lock and key currently and can't be surfaced online. Um, so we're seeing rapid digital transformation uh, and demand for um, uh, for supply chain uh, tech type of uh, type of solutions in that environment. Because if direct to consumer, the direct to consumer approach wasn't a mainstream behaviour before, uh, something like this had to come about in order to force it to be a mainstream behavior. Digital commerce has, has been growing at double digits in all major markets. Uh, in, terms of, in terms of penetration across all categories, you know, if we looked at peak 2019 UK and US, uh, respectively, we were talking about, you know, uh, 15% uh, digital versus physical in the UK, probably 10 odd percent in the US. I think uh, I think we're going to see that doubling or, or tripling in the um, uh, in the coming months and years uh, very very rapidly. It's, it's interesting because a lot of people I've spoken with 
almost weren't necessarily prepared, whereas you've been building your business on something like this happening. I don't think anyone's anticipated uh, COVID to have this much impact uh, across across all industries. Uh, what what I will say is that our whole uh, whole investment uh, thesis and, and offering um, has been geared around uh, digitization of industries. You know whether it's uh, mobility, software as a service, direct to consumer, or ecom. Uh, what I will say is that COVID simply been a, a trigger to accelerate demand for some of our clients' uh, solutions and, and service offerings more so, uh, and and simply accelerated and compressed everything and brought consumers online that weren't necessarily online before. So you think about, you know, people's great aunts and grandmothers and, and whoever else is locked behind doors, uh, my mother included, uh, that would typically, you know, walk around uh, to, uh, to the corner store or, you know, the, the shopping mall or, or whatnot. And, um, and unfortunately, now that's no, no longer an option. Um, they have been forced online. And, and often when you talk about, you know, shifts in massive, uh, massive shifts in consumer behavior, uh, what it comes down to is making, uh, making that behavior a, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a more regular and comfortable occurrence whereby, uh, you know, it, it's something that becomes um, more, more repeatable and, uh, and a much more, uh, much more uh, regular behavior. Um, and that's what we're seeing now. So what we're seeing now is people that, weren't online before, are now online, and as a result, we've seen uh, certainly across non-discretionary categories, again, not apparel and not cosmetics, uh, a massive shift um, direct into direct-to-consumer and online uh, and digital comment. Okay, so it's almost like a catalyst, right? So, like, you're right, no one could have expected it, but it's a positive catalyst in a way. More, more like an atomic bomb. The problem is that we don't know how long the shutdown's going to go for. My concern is that the banks may not respond fast enough, and we're going to see mass failures of, uh, of retailers that have not been able to bring their, their stock online. And, um, you know, I may be torn over hot coals for saying that, but I truly believe that uh, this will be a catalyst for um, a lot of uh, a lot of retail failures, a lot of uh, a lot of retailers that aren't digitally ready um, will uh, will fail. On that point, you've got a lot of uh, uh, traditional retailers trying to make that shift and trying to accommodate that sh- that shift in order to to stay afloat. Do you think, in your opinion, it's almost too late uh, for that shift to happen? And what needs to happen in order to accommodate that? It's not too late. Um, you know, we've been uh, we've been working with some of our partners uh, on on rapid response packages. Um, the issue is how how quickly are they able to move? Um, as you can imagine, different organisational cultures, uh, you know, uh, are, are more or less amenable to, uh, to implementing very very rapid changes. We're seeing people that are you know tearing up their existing business plans. And uh, you know, going to full DefCon one, uh, rapidly launching uh, or ramping up their ecom and uh, and fulfillment capacities. Uh, you know, th- certainly a couple of uh, a couple of our clients and a couple of prospects that we're talking to at the moment are very well geared uh, to uh, to address that. We're seeing certain retailers rapidly setting up click and collect operations, even uh, even drive through collect from store. That's a bit more compliant with the current. COVID reality. So, you know, there's there's definitely bright sparks out there. Uh, and then if you talk about, uh, you know, the pure plays and you ask the question, particularly around Amazon and Ocado, uh, I think uh, Ocado's in particular has made significant investments into um, into uh, ensuring that they can, you know, they can ramp up to a reality where 
people are, are, are buying, you know, 15, 20% of their, of their food online. Um, I, I think they're bursting at the seams. And this is a consumer view. This is not my, uh, that's not a corporate view. That's purely uh, from a view of a consumer. You know, when you have to wait several weeks for, um, uh, for a slot, the reality is that they're absolutely slammed. And, uh, and, you know, they're probably uh, bursting at the seams in terms of capacity. Uh, in saying that, they're very well geared for this type, of, uh, this type of scenario, and that's reflected in their share price. Amazon's an interesting one. I see Amazon, and particularly Amazon delivery, and fulfilled by Amazon being a massive beneficiary of this over the next three to six months. And the reason is that their cost of capital is still far, far cheaper than, uh, than a lot of other businesses uh, they can, you know, can do things like what they did over the past few weeks. They've, you know, they've hired uh, or, or promise of hire roughly 160,000 staff across some um, across US and Europe alone. So they're, they're going to grow out of this. Amazon will will definitely see a massive growth on the back of this. This is really interesting that the particular clients that you're working with. Can you go through just a few of them? Talk about who they are, what they're doing, and how they're supporting the current climate. A couple of examples. So our, our investees and clients, uh, Gopher, so gopher.com, um, they are a, a UK point-to-point same-day uh, delivery service. They're a uh, career effectively, uh, both B2B and B2C. They do a lot of farmer deliveries. Uh, they've been doing a great job ramping up their, their contract base. They've seen huge spikes in volume. Um, particularly from uh, from the retail sector, and also signing up uh, new clients. Unsurprisingly, they've uh, benefited from this. Um, we've been uh, helping them secure a couple of new clients on, on the back of that as well. Um, our client, uh, clients and investees, Commerce Tree. So Commerce Tree is a, a, a stock inventory management and a product information management integration platform, particularly amenable to the mid-market. They came out of Australia where, you know, sort of tyranny of distance has always been a problem, um, low population densities where retailers have had to use stores as dispatch points for a long, long time. Uh, they're seeing a, a spike in, uh, in demand and requests, unsurprisingly, for their technology where retailers can surface uh, surf- inventory for dispatch that's been uh, super interesting uh, our clients um, any van again they are a, a same day two-man delivery service uh, their e-com uh, fulfillment capacity has been uh, uh, and, and white glove delivery services have been uh, well in demand particularly from um, uh, from builders merchants and the like that see they've seen a growth demand uh, and um, you know, murmurs from some of our, our US clients that are, I've, I've had um, I've had a lot of discussions with and if you check out our website you'll fairly see who those are uh, again they've seen massive spikes in demand for uh, non-discretionary consumer products uh, some of their larger enterprise clients in the US have um, have, have suffered a bit, uh, and that is uh, a reflection of the environment and, and simply a fact that, you know, with, uh, with store closures and so forth and people um, consolidating spend, certain categories, as we've been mentioning, have, have contracted. Uh, but certainly in terms of, um, of some of those clients, you know, they're all, all very well geared. Uh, for for a uh, a digital supply chain mode of, uh, of dispatch and, and and distributed inventory dispatch and, and order synchronization and that's that's where the future is. Many many retailers currently uh, the reality is that 
online and offline operations have been uh, been managed separately uh, from a budgetary and technology perspective. I, I, I think that uh, that will no longer be the case. Um, and uh, for those that don't embrace that, they won't be around in about six to nine months. All right, Darko, we're now going to move on to three power questions. We end every single uh, new normal episode with these three power questions. The point is, answer from the gut, don't dwell on it too much, and then we'll just do it back and forth. So the first is what shifts would you like to see in society after COVID-19? I don't think it's a matter of liking to see. I think we will, we are seeing a, a fundamental shift in human behaviour. Um, I think uh, particularly around the whole uh, work from home mobility scenario, you know, uh, something I've been personally doing for a long time. So this is my normal. You know, we uh, we we have a fully mobile operation. That's how I've managed my business for the past ten years uh, with, a, with a brief interlude in a corporate. We won't talk about. Um, <laughs> so I, I think it's going to be a rude shock for a lot of people. Uh, you know, going from ten percent work from home up to 40 percent. I think we're going to see a lot of uh, mobility and software as a service solutions. Uh, benefiting from this and if you look at you know share prices of uh, cybersecurity apps microsoft and, and google etc um you know they've uh, they've held uh, steadfast um and i think uh, that's that's not going to change um you know, I'm on the board of a managed service business that enables uh, legal uh, legal firms uh, to uh, to go online. They've seen a massive spike in demand for uh, for mobility services. Um, you know, I was on the phone with a very large global IT distributor the other week. They sold out of laptops a couple of weeks ago. That's not going to change. People will be working from home a lot more moving forward. And the other the other big impact that we've talked about is you know somewhere where I've stuck my career for the past seven years is obviously the uh, the whole e-commerce and, uh, and digital supply chain world. Um, I think, you know, where if you talk about a global broad stroke average of, say, 12% online versus offline sales, uh, I think that's triple. So we will see uh, more like a, like a third uh, moving forward once, some, once we reemerge on the other side. I think people that haven't been shopping online will be more prone to buy online and that's both across b2c as well as b2b for their businesses and for their customers uh question number two what will you tell future generations when it comes to the topic of COVID 19 from our perspective you know and, and maybe i'm totally deluded uh but i i do see this as a, a catalyst for positive change i think there's been a lot of businesses that have been overfunded uh that will have a, a you know a bit of a crazy real realization at the moment um either they will have to uh, turn turn their businesses into something that has you know a, a relevant uh, a relevant product uh, or, or you know, they will perish. Uh, and um, on the other side, I think in terms of, you know, human behavior, um, perhaps perhaps um, younger generations will will take certain things for, for granted anyway, given it's it's what they do normally. I mean, my household is 90% online. You know, we haven't actually changed our behavior too much anyway. But I think for a lot of households, there's going to be a, a quite a big shift. And last question, what's keeping you going? Number one, uh, what we're doing is irrelevant. Um, number two, the, the people that I've got on the team and our partners, I mean, I can't, you know, I can't thank them enough. I can't speak 
positively enough about them. Um, there's a lot of uh, very positive opportunities coming through that we're addressing, um, and I'm very fortunate in that regard to be uh, surrounded by uh, very enterprising and um, uh, and entrepreneurial individuals that are seeing this uh, this current scenario as uh, you know as a positive catalyst to change and, and something that we can be in the middle of. Uh, and the third thing is coffee. <laughs> lots and lots of coffee. How many are you on a day at the moment? Um, between five to six, I'd suggest. Well, look, Darko, thank you for your time. You kind of embody what you guys are doing, embody everything that I believe in, in terms of even before COVID, that business should be used as a force for good. This is an opportunity for businesses with true authentic values, a reason for existing, who are driven to create actual solutions to problems. This is a time for them to double down on that and they'll come out of this stronger. Um, and that's exactly what you are doing as an organization. That's exactly what you're doing on behalf of your clients. So yeah, keep doing what you're doing and thank you for your time. Thanks for yours, mate. Thanks.